Hello everyone and welcome back to the Set Piece Podcast. I'm your host, Ben, joined as always by Colin. Yeah, I'm here again and um, this time it's, I'm not going to be so sure with the intro. I uh, just, you know, I'd like to thank everybody who listened to the podcast in week one. actually got a surprising turnout. We didn't think we'd get as many as we did. What was the final number, Ben, he said up until now? Uh, I think as of last, I think as of this morning, I think it seems to update every morning. I think as of this yeah. morning we had 62 across everything. I mean, that's pretty good, like. <laughs> yeah, well, considering um, but, there's um, one, there is one American to listen an American, just the Yanks. But um, if we have to, do, I do have to thank uh, two of my mates, James and Cameron, who um, are have uh, large uh, Twitter football followings. <laughs> and um, I didn't even, I didn't even ask them originally. They just retweeted me, and I just really appreciate it. Um, and am I going to scrounge off them again? Um, yes. So I have to give them shout outs, and maybe even they might feature on the podcast eventually. For all we know, one day maybe. No. Ooh. But, uh, but, um, yeah. So we've, Thanks to those guys and everybody else. We've plenty to discuss this week. We again had more Champions League football. Um, some Europa League. We didn't even talk about Europa League last week. We've also got yeah. the round of 16. We got drawn, which was great. Not for United fans, but great. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we should just let's get straight into it. Obviously, into it, yeah. Champions League football. Compared to last week, let's just, let's just hit the nail on the head. It was, it was fucking boring, man. Ridiculously boring. I mean, you know, I have to say, I was watching that Atletico Chelsea game, and Jesus Christ. Yeah, let's let's start like, there because can we nine men behind the ball. Yeah. Seriously, boring is every time Chelsea attacked, Chelsea were far better, far far better. Yeah, Chelsea did look like the far better side. Yeah, I will. I do have to say, two lads that stuck out for me be Mason Mount and um, Hudson Odoi. Oof. But for Mason Mount controls it. For a team of Atletico standard, right, that has, like, let's admit, like, this year alone, like, their attack has been ferocious. Most of the time. in the world at the minute. With the likes of Suarez and Jerry Felix and all that, hitting all corners, it's been great, but I don't know what he, what was he, what was he trying? What what was just going on? Like, there was, <laughs> there was a picture, there is literally a picture of everyone in Chelsea attacking and there is six men in a straight line for Atletico. Six just straight across. Bad. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't good. It's just like I know Simeone gets gets attacked a lot for his like boring defensive football, as good as he is as a coach. But this year he's improved that with all the attacking, but it, I don't know what he was thinking this game. I, I don't know. Has I think he, he's encountered Tuchel before, I'm pretty sure. In Champions League games, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong with that. But and I don't know. I think he kind of looked at what Chelsea have up front, and it's just speed, just speed. And like he probably shit his cacks and just thought, yeah, I'm gonna go back to my old ways. And I don't, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Like Mason Mount was one of the rings around them. Hudson Odoi he was out in the right wing by himself constantly. Hudson Odoi actually had a Drew really scored good. a pretty good bicycle. To be fair, Hudson Odoi actually had a really good yeah, comeback a lot game of people, after a lot everything of people that happened the weekend. Him. Well, like, he had a, a bad people. You know, you a bad I game guess. at the weekend when you get when you come on as a sub and get subbed as a sub, like that's not good. Well, it's just again, Tuchel's not really afraid to make these kind of decisions in the end. That's what makes him a good manager. He's a bit of a lunatic, yeah. But you know, if Hudson Day goes on and he's not working, it's not working, it's not working. He's twenty years of age, yeah. You'd be worried he might knock his confidence, but he stuck him out there it against the medical. Knock his confidence. Well, they, we stuck, it's cause he, that's because Tuchel was like, I'm still going to start against the medical. So I mean, like in the end, it's I mean Hudson Day probably just move on. 
Yeah. So obviously, we both had. I think. I'm trying. Hold on. Let me look back on last week. We act, we both took Atletico last week, which yeah. Yeah, didn't go fucking well, did it? Not really. No. No. Um. The next game that day was of course Lazio against Bayern. We said there'd be yeah. some goals. We didn't think that every goal of the five, four of them would be for Bayern, but yeah. Yeah, there I think they're gonna I think that's his win the Champions League this year. I, don't think it's I think Man City is the only team in my mind that could be able to give them a run for the money. For me it's Man City or PSG, but outside of that You don't think Bayern? I mean, like to beat Bayern. I don't I don't uh, Well, you know my opinion of PSG, I don't like them very much. No. Just don't like the French League in general. No, I don't like Neymar. <laughs> no, we'll but there's not a, it's not a whole lot to comment in this game other than no it's of, just of just course that's you got put over the knee really yeah the the only thing to actually comment on on this game was of course the news of I was going to say the young English man but he's no longer English Jamal Musiala oh there we go I love when you just cannot pronounce any name. We'll, we'll go with your pronunciation for this time, just for the fun of it. Or you could just tell me how to pronounce it. Honestly, I wouldn't have a clue myself. To be we'll just call him Jamal. Let's just call him Jamal. We'll just call him Jamal. Yeah, Jamal's so, fine. Yeah. Jamal. I mean, I think it's Musiala. 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 Yeah. He looked. He looked great. And then basically announced that he's <laughs> has no intention of playing for England, which was great. That's because he's born in Stuttgart. So. Yeah, but. That was the smoothest him. googling. On literally, as you said, because he, he's not playing for England, that just comes up on my screen. Oh, I knew. I, I was knew, born in 2003. Ah, for fuck's sake! Yeah, I know. He's only like seven. Just getting or old. Eighteen or something, man. It's just. He was born in Stuttgart. Yeah. So I mean, he was playing for the England on twenty ones recently. So mm, he was, but no, he sounds like he's declaring full for a uh, for Germany. He's five foot eleven. He looks lankier though. I don't know. Again, we've seen that. Was it Bleach Report that put that up on uh, the Instagram post where it was the amount of young players that are playing in the Champions League knockouts? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Um, the amount of them that are considered to be like the next thing at their clubs is ridiculous. Yeah, but there wasn't a whole lot of talking points out of this game other than the fact that no, Bayern are dominant. And it's yeah, just going to continue to be that, that way. That for all the games, really. You know, we got a lot out of it last week talking about, oh, who's going to win it next week? And some of the games are really good. And it's just these ones were just thrashings or just boring 1 nils. Yeah, so. Know, so. Uh, you watched Atalanta versus Real Madrid. Watched. I fell asleep during it. Yeah. It was that boring. I mean, it was. I mean, there was a red card that wasn't a red card. It was just a more typical diving. Just. Yeah, it, it seemed, it seemed very hard. I can't say his name, but he literally was just running alongside someone, and I forget which Real Madrid player it was. It might have been. Mendy. Is it Furlan Mendy? Is it Furlan No, it was. It was Mendy. Left back. Was it Mendy? I'm pretty sure it was Mendy, yeah. It was Mendy. Oh, yeah, it was, I think, yeah. But, you know, he ended up scoring the goal in the 86 minute to give the 1 0 win, but. Um, I, it's just. I don't. I, Real Madrid. Probably will beat them in the second leg with that one goal advantage, but I do not see them getting past them in the, the quarterfinals or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's Madrid just isn't doesn't it? look just doesn't look impressive anymore. And no, like, Barcelona's the Giants are sort of dying out slowly. If Madrid PSG gets matched, if Madrid place. gets matched up against like City or Bayern, like oh, it, it's it's gonna be downhill real quick. No, not gonna be very good. And 
you know, last game to comment on. Again, I watched it. Watching Gladbach versus Man City. The boys. Yeah, it's probably the worst Gladbach performance <laughs> I've watched all year. Boys. <laughs> yeah, they murdered my boys. Yeah, sure. It, yeah, look, it wasn't. It wasn't great. I said last week, if any team could cause some sort of surprise, it would be Atalanta or Gladbach. And yeah, neither looks good. Like well, Gladbach never. Gladbach never stood a chance, and uh, Joe Cancelo continues to just show what he's probably one of the best wing backs in the world. He's probably the best right back in the world at the minute. I would yeah, say. See, I think I think he he assisted the first one easily. It was just a looping ball over everyone from the left, and then I'm pretty sure he looped the ball in again for someone to head the ball down for someone else to tap it in so he was involved in both goals but nah yeah it's just uh, it's disappointing that we have to open with games like these you know yeah um, obviously but luckily for us we've come up with some good ideas for um, segments with today's podcast but um, you know the games you know the Premier League games you know today and yesterday weren't great before either. we move on to league competition we just have to comment on some of these some of these Europa League games look good in the round of 16. Yeah. The Benfica game was good as well, just prior to that, you know, uh, with Arsenal, you know. And then there was a big upset, obviously, as well, with two upsets, actually. It was a few, yeah. With fucking Hoffenheim losing out to Molde. Molde? Molde. It's where, Molde. It's where Oli came from beforehand. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that'd be great if we got a match with them. No. I think everybody no. was hoping he's dead in the beaches. <laughs> yeah would be funny and then obviously Slavia Praha fucking beats Leicester City 2-0 yeah again just another it's bad strange. performance and then young boys absolutely dominating Leverkusen over two legs 6-3 on aggregate these were sort of comfortable against yeah we went out there and we just knew we had four and we just had to not give up any Basically, uh, Zagreb beat Krasnodar. Um, PSV couldn't come back from getting absolutely trashed in the first leg against no. Olympiacos. No. Um, of course, he's at Milan now. Yeah, should be fun. Milan, they're out of sixteen. That's one. I mean, that's probably. The I think only... he'll beat them. Who are they even playing? Who is that? I have no idea. Kravenes. Oh, I'm not even gonna try and fucking pronounce. It. There's too many Z's and V's <laughs> in that word. That's way Cre- too many. Cravena is even that. Where in the name of fuck is they even... Oh my God. Look at their first goal scorer in the second leg. El Fardu Mohamed Ben Nabolain. What the fuck? Obviously, no obviously it's not a weird name, but just... on just Would they not have a shortened version <laughs> for football? No. No, that's not how it works. Uh, they are playing in... Serbia? I think they're a Serbian. Because they're just again, they're actually on top of their league at the minute over Parazan. Yeah, fuck. Yes, yeah, so they're actually a good team. <laughs> Surprising. But uh, yeah, kind of. I don't know. I'm looking at these round of sixteen. Zagreb, Tottenham looks like a good game to me. Yeah, Surpri- Zagreb has dead that goalkeeper that everyone keeps talking about. But and yeah. they have the the we'll refer to him as the FIFA demon, Arasic. Oh yeah, and then Bruno, um, the other Bruno. Uh, oh, I can't even say their names. <laughs> oh, what's um, his name? Bruno. Oh fuck. <laughs> Larisic is pretty. <laughs> yeah, he's 
pretty mm-hmm. darn good. Yeah, I mean, I love that this podcast is just turned into us trying to pronounce names that we can't pronounce. Yeah, butchers. That's just gonna be us forever, because well, especially in, partic- in particular me. You're even worse than I am. Yeah. Yeah, I just kind of say them as they read, as they read, as they they look, as they read. As they read. Um, Olympiacos Arsenal looks like another good game. I don't know. I really like Arsenal at the minute. You know. Arsenal have I do have comments to make on Arsenal later on, but um, and then Roma Shakhtar. That's probably the <sighs> the main ones outside of United Milan. I, I'd be interested to see Slavia Prague versus Rangers because I'm kind of no. Oh, I've seen a bunch Rangers of tweets nice. about it saying it's probably going to be the tie of the round, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they both like they, they like Rangers have scored nine goals in the last leg in the last leg. There's there's no way that Steven Gerrard is there in about a year's time. There's no way. I don't know about a year's time. I think I think he might stay there until Liverpool the first opportunity open. that he gets to come back to like probably a Premier League side. It depends if he, if he goes far. If he gets to the quarterfinals of this, maybe even the semi-finals, you'd have to look at him seriously. Like, what about Steven Gerrard taking over Newcastle in the Championship? Yeah, this is a really common thing is Mike Ashley fucks off and they get rid of Steve Bruce and um fuck Steve Bruce honestly. Um and they bring in obviously him to replace. Um what's creepy is I've seen it happen off of manager about fifteen times and that's yeah, not a joke. It happens a lot and they're they're usually very right about things and it's creepy. They're like the Simpsons about football. It's weird. It's very strange. I mean you know, ah, that's if they go to the championship. We don't know. We don't know if they'll stay up yet or not. I mean, Fulham haven't lost in five games. You know, Fulham are looking good because that's because Scott Parker's a good fucking manager. Yeah, I would like Fulham to stay up, but I would like Newcastle to go down. Well, Same yeah, they're seventeen still at the minute. Um, just take a quick look at the table. You tell me, I haven't looked at it since today's results. Ah, I mean, like as, as you look at the table, there will see you're gone. <laughs> Yeah, City or twelve. That's you know what we'll move on to. We'll move on to the around the leagues. We'll have a look at a few leagues, a few of the results. Obviously, in the Prem, it, it, it's 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 over. You asked me last week, was it oh, over? Okay. I said no. I, I unless City crumble, I can't see. I can't see United gaining twelve points. No, I know we. I know United are against City in the next week or so, but that would still only bring it back. Even if we beat them, that would still only bring it back but to good result for you today. Leicester losing three one to Arsenal. Yes, very good. It's it's, it's a strange take. Like just clubs like Wolves, Arsenal, ten and twelve, Tottenham and eighth. It's like it's just, it's just weird. Very competitive this year. Do you think uh, I seen a, a good a good tweet and it's like the top six Arsenal are gone and Leicester are part of the top six now. And honestly, I don't think the top six is really a thing anymore because we've seen it time and time again where like it there's at least one change every single year. I mean, Arsenal, you have to remember, Stan Kroenke is just a lazy bastard and won't do anything. And he just will not help the club whatsoever. Arteta seems to know what he's doing. I mean, you do have to... Everyone was talking about, oh, him and Lampard are shite. But look at the amount of talent Lampard had and the amount of talent Saka had. Saka's had the... Oh, the Saka. That's Saka just had. in my brain. Arteta had, but Saka just comes to mind because he's probably the best player in their team, honestly. Yeah. I mean, he the work rate on that lad is ridiculous. He's just he's amazing to be honest. God, he's disgustingly good. It's mad. I mean, oh my god, Liverpool have lost four of the last five. They're That's fucking rough, man. Jesus Christ. Against Sheffield as well, yeah, which I was wrong with Sheffield. 
yeah, that Sheffield is... beat them the, the fucking the riot I can't say anything as a United fan I was talking to a Liverpool fan actually one of the lads who really helped out the podcast James and he says we're talking about um, he's talking about will he get, get Champions League and he generally doesn't think so he thinks the injuries and just the poor form is not going to be enough yeah, to get them back into it and he might be right their talent if, if they had the talent that they have they'd be still they'd be up there fighting with using Man City but um, just the injuries I think and just the poor form has just killed them and I mean Everton are right below them two games in hand on 40 points Liverpool are on 41 points 26 games Everton are behind them on 24 40 Tottenham on 25 and 39 like as things stand if because Villa have two games in hand on them Tottenham have one game in hand and Everton have two like realistically Liverpool could drop down to ninth yeah, like it, very it, soon it, it, which is it, mad to think it can go very sideways very quickly like very, don't, tits up. they need to get a win today it's half time now and it's still currently nil nil but they need a win today to at least that's because Sheffield are probably doing the Simeone way probably sitting on their fucking arses which they rightfully so it was good, two good games actually in the league this week in the Prem the Man City West Ham game was great yeah um, John Stones and Ruben Diaz goal scorers which two really two really good like Diaz's goal is a great header like there was no saving and John Stones's goal is a is a cutback from outright into the middle and Stones is standing there as if he's Aguero and just absolutely bangs one into the back of the net yeah I think I think John Stones was just sitting there and he was like shit I'm losing my Man City place and my England place I may, I may get my act together yeah I think he and now he's probably, he the, he's probably the best centre back England have at the minute he's probably the most informed player in the league to be honest yeah, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another that's another the many problem for you. Good there. ideas we have. <laughs> um, and then obviously the Arsenal Leicester game, good performance by yeah, Arsenal. Yeah, I mean three one. Didn't expect it. I I I think if they would have beaten them, maybe it would have been one nil, two one, not three one. I was watching it, and when I seen um Yuri Tielemans score that first goal, I was like, this is about to get downhill real quick. He because he takes it, it from about the halfway line. And just runs and runs and runs and runs and then he's in the box and then he just puts it across the box and it goes in and I was like, this is about to go downhill. How long do you reckon Leicester will hold on to him for? Uh, if they stay in Champions League football a while. I mean, Leicester seem to have a good thing going there because they're, they're keeping these players like Madison's not gone, Barnes isn't gone. I don't think Vardy would ever leave Leicester. Um, no, not at this stage. You know, Nindidi who I will say it and I'll say it again it should be Man United's number one transfer target in the summer I'm dead serious he just needs someone in front of the defence somebody yeah. good him or Declan Rice Jesus like just somebody to sit there because you just um, don't have that right now I Fred is good but he's not he's not going to win your league um, we'll shoot on over to Germany now my favourite um, place no real shocking results bar one which no. I'll get to in a second but uh, another masterful performance by Bayern in particular Goretzka who had three assists in the game so three of the five goals against FC Cologne I mean Schalke just continues to get more depressing I shit talked them last week and they just managed to prove me even more right yeah I know like it's like you oh. shit talk them all week and you think maybe this will be the week now we look like idiots yeah, maybe they begin. might just get it together but no no, no, it still looks I mean, bad. there was some surprise. I mean, the big game was the Gladbach Leipzig, Leipzig yeah, game, Gladbach. which I was watching, and 2 um, 0 
Gladbach, I was thinking this is their bounce back performance now, and it's really going to ruin the league because that would have put that would have put Gladbach five or not Gladbach, Leipzig five points behind Bayern with their win, but instead, yeah. my the main man Nagelsmann comes out with some creative tactics in the second half. They score three goals, including a last minute winner by Alexander Solar, who little fact for you. <laughs> has only scored three goals so far in his Leipzig career <laughs> one was a consolation goal against Dortmund the second was a stoppage time winner in the Champions League and the third was uh, a game winner against Gladbach <laughs> so two of his three goals have won his team games Gladbach are very low down ninth yeah, but two points in five but only Ooh. only six points off fifth with Dortmund yeah but uh, ultra competitive Bundesliga There's only two points now that lies yeah. win between them and Bayern and that needs to stay that way I need need competition but I do think the unbreakable record is going to be broken this year you think so? I think look man Lewandowski's on 28 goals <laughs> oh Jesus he is 12 he is 12 goals off tying Jared Muller's ancient record Oh, I don't know what year pronouncing was. German German Woods wrong go on pronounce it for me then Gerard Muller there you go yeah, they pronounce it Gerard which is just even weirder so anyway he's 12 he's tw- he is 12 goals away from tying that record so and he's 28 goals in 23 games Thomas Muller has 11 assists that's the Bayern are Kimmich is second with 10 Christ yeah. they're all just setting up Fucking Lewandowski, and Sancho man. was just doing the exact same thing for Haaland with nine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. But I think that's. I think it's going to be broken this year at last. I mean, how many games does he have left? I don't know how many. What does the Bundesliga play? Thirty-four. So he's 34. got eleven. He's got eleven games. To he's already what? scoring twenty-eight and twenty-three. Surely he can score thirteen and. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> Who do they play on the back stretch? Um. Oh, it's a. Oh Dortmund next Saturday, I think. Six well, there's a, hat, there's a hat trick at least, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Verde Bremen second leg against Lazio, which would be a fucking piss take. Doesn't really matter. Stuttgart, Leipzig. Oh, they've got now Leipzig, Wolfsburg. They actually play teams that are important for them to be. Third of April, half five against Leipzig. That'll be a big game. Yeah, it's well, that game. That could be the end of it. Frankfurt fourth, Wolfsburg are third, and Leipzig are second. Like they need to win all those games. I think that, that Lazio uh, Lazio I almost pronounced that wrong and Cologne wins are very important because if you just look back at the previous two games they lost to Frankfurt and they drew yeah. with uh, Armenia Bielefeld or Bielefeld I can't pronounce that fucking word um, yeah it's Jesus the pronunciations are bad today <laughs> yeah hello now don't worry I'm not doing an ad read or anything here right in the middle of an episode I'm not trying to sell you anything don't worry um, but unfortunately we have lost about five minutes of audio for some reason we don't really know why once we put it into the the tool we use for editing for some reason there's just five minutes of silence and then it just picks up again five minutes later no real idea why and then later on in the episode you will hear a bleep noise which I have put in to cover the fact that for some reason my I don't know why on my audio there's just a really loud ringing noise all of a sudden for about four or five seconds so we just covered that with a another noise but uh no some audio issues this week hopefully it won't happen again um 
please enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, I just want to touch on quickly the All Star game because look, yeah, I shit in it last week because I don't understand why it's happening after you you make the players isolate and stay away from people and now you're just gonna let them go play with everyone. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It's but a bit strange. I want to shit on the selection, which as of yeah. right now has been fixed. I had two very big problems, which was. Devin Booker not getting in. And I don't really understand that. It's very confusing why he's not in it. I don't get how he's not in it because for like since he's come in, he's done nothing but score. And every year people have said he doesn't get in because he doesn't win. And now this year he's top four team in his division. He's winning, he's playing well, he's averaging twenty five points per game with a true shooting percentage of sixty point seven which for anyone doesn't know true shooting is your two pointers your three pointers and your free throws percentage all put together so he's shooting 60% across everything combined I mean it's the fact that Chris Paul his teammate the guy who gives him again yeah he is probably assists most of Devin Booker's scores but like it's like if you look at the, the main guys that got it Anthony Davis which I think maybe a little bit overrated over some other guys well he's out being honest well, he's injured, yeah, isn't he? He's injured. He's out. Devin Booker replaced him in the end. Devin Booker should never be your injury replacement. He should have been in the team. Yeah, I think Mitchell and Lillard for sure. They're both they're both carrying their teams right now. Yeah, I, 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 like I like the Lillards in there. I still feel like he should have been a star. Yeah, he should have been a star. Again, not a reserve. Snowed for. Um, I actually have a problem with Chris Paul getting in. Look, he's been in plenty. Can we please just let Mike Conley in for one? Please, yeah. the man is. Well, his numbers are not the most flashy right now, currently, but he's currently on the best team in all of basketball in the Utah Jazz, and he is contributing, and he is that veteran presence they needed on that team he's with James Bigobear. Yeah, he just he gets no <laughs> he gets no respect, and the yeah. fact that he has never been to an all-star team and he has been on those great Memphis Grizzly teams and now this great Utah Jazz team and he does not get in is ridiculous but my other big grief was of course Sabonis yeah I mean he he, up until up until he replaced Kevin Durant for injury he was the first and only player ever to average 20 points 10 rebounds and 5 assists and never make the all-star game mm. no one who ever averaged those numbers in season did not get an all-star call up it's ridiculous like I know there's plenty of stars but he should be in there Booker should be in there and so should Mike Conley like too you know, many fan favourites get the votes yeah it's ridiculous to be honest them guys should be in there. I'm glad Booker and Sponis are in there, but I am truly upset. I thought this was the year that Mike Connolly would finally get a call up. Nope. I thought like I watched the Jazz during the week. They are so good. Oh, they're such a solid team. Defensively, I mean, amazing. The dark horse. I mean, they're not. The, they're not the dark horse because they're the best team in the league at the minute. But they would be. Like, I think if they went up against Brooklyn, they'd beat them. If you want my honest yeah. opinion, 
because Brooklyn's know too serious. You know my honest opinion about, about these Brooklyn. super teams. I don't about, like it. Well, I, I don't like any three of those players because they're all arrogant, self-righteous, playing, being wanted, based, well, just the your, pricks. Sorry, in your quick the, fire, the pricks. In, in your quick fire questions last week, I did call Kyrie Irving the most overrated athlete. Oh, he is. Since since he doesn't, because like the, he was good with LeBron. I think that's generally when he was at his best, and then he pissed off to Brooklyn, cried. Pissed off the Brooklyn, and he still cried. Did I say Boston? I meant Boston. I think you meant Boston. And yeah, went to Boston first. Bitched and moaned about being a leader. Didn't like it. Went to Brooklyn. Now he's KD's bitch, and he's James Harden's bitch. He's just a bitch. But he still, <laughs> but he still made the All Star game. Um, Zach Levine is one player I really deserve to get in there. I'm actually, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah. Zach Levine will be in an All Star game that, and that All Star weekend that doesn't involve a dunk contest. Yeah, Julius Randle, I think, is another player. Yeah, I actually I had an credit. argument with a like, well, not an argument. One of the lads pointed out that Julius Randle deserved to be in there for how well the Knicks yeah. are playing. But I obviously my argument was obviously Sabonis. Well, yeah, I think Sabonis probably should have got in over him. I mean, if there's any player that I don't feel really should be there, um, you're not gonna like it <laughs> on that side. If if you even dare say Ben Simmons, ben. I'm serious. He's not that good. Joel B carries the team. Ben, ben Simmons, Simmons is, is just balling out this year. He meh. might not be scored, but his defense, meh. his meh. defense alone. He, said, he says I'm he's the best defensive be. player in the league. He's up there. Rudy Gobert is better than him. Just looking here, probably Anthony Davis is probably better than Embiid. Jokic is probably better than him. Did you say? Oh, did you, whoa, 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 whoa! Put some respect on Embiid's name. Yeah, Embiid's better than him. Oh, I thought, I thought I thought you said something. I thought you said no. I said Embiid's better than him. All oh, right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kawhi is probably Embiid. better than him. I mean, there's not that many players here that, like, I'd say Simmons is probably better than, uh, Vucevic. I can never say his name right. Uh, he's better than Chris Paul. Yeah. Probably better than Julius Randle. Uh, no, 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 no. Maybe Jalen Brown. Probably not. Um. Kyrie, he's better than Kyrie. Kyrie can go fuck himself. Um, yeah, there's nobody else really. Why the fuck is Luka Doncic starting over Damian Lillard? That's a fucking joke. That pisses me off so much. Damian Lillard, they're casually carrying a team that is really actually, not that I, great. Yeah, I, I seen a tweet that that summed it up perfectly, and it was like the reason Doncic is starting over Lillard is because Lillard hasn't had to hit any like Lillard hasn't hit any game winners from the halfway line this year. Yeah. But he's hit several game winners though. I think he's hit like three. <laughs> so like, yeah. oh, but he's the clutchest. He's the clutchest shooter in in the league. It's not even close. I mean, the fact that Sabonis is averaging at twenty one point four points per game and eleven rebounds. Yeah, and he's assisting as well. His numbers are above. It's assists are above oh, it's, five. It's, I'm it's, it's basically sure. a six. Five point nine. He's basically a yeah. six. And he didn't make it. Like he is. He is now the heart of that Indiana team. Chris Paul is the worst player in that team. In all those teams, I would say. Chris Paul's the worst, but his numbers are great. Like he's absolutely balling. Uh, uh, he's nearly 16 points a, a game, eight assists, four rebounds. Yeah, I still think Connolly should have got in over him because yes, Paul's had I so many All Star games. Just give one to Connolly, please. I I yes. kind of hope. I really hope someone else goes down injured in the guards and they just give one to Connolly, please. <laughs> For the love of God, just give him one. Next in line. Has to be. Sure. Has to be. Next yeah. in line. But uh, yeah, that's. That's it from around the from around the world news. Yeah. So we're now gonna move on over Ooh, to something that's something that's definitely gonna cause some arguments oh, between us so, and yeah. everyone else. This is gonna be a very Twitter centric type type thing. I I tend to tweet about. We're uh, we're doing a team selection. So uh, let's move on over. Mm-hmm.
this segment we've decided simply put to pick our well it was supposed to be just an 11 a starting 11 which then turned into a start 11 with bench and then turned into basically an A and B team of what we believe to be the best players best players in the world under the, under age, the age of 25 yes. so 20, basically 24 and below and below yeah um, who wants to go first? get in trouble for this nah, nah, do, what nah, do you want to do do you want to go A uh, team and I call it position by position I think it's really and reasonable. are we going we'll do our A team first yes yeah so goalkeeper I imagine we have the same guy in there uh, John Luigi Dunaruma yes I mean the selection's not great to be honest with you at the minute not for that age of goalkeeper, not, not no. No, I don't think um, so. Left back? I've Alfonso gone Davies. For, Alfonso Davies. Gone yeah, I yeah, can't, really, can't really argue with that one. He's just... Right back, I'm having a conundrum between two yeah. guys. Um, mostly because I think it's a case of... Of course, when you think of right back, you think Trent Alexander-Arnold and Wan-Bissaka. Those are two names that come to mind. And the third name that comes to mind is Rhys James, who has proven he's a pretty good right back. But he has a tendency to have a game here or there where he's complete another dog shit. My memory of mine is when Arsenal beat them. And of all people, Gabriel Marinelli made him look like a bitch. It was not great. I mean, the guy so are you trying? Are you, are you trying to tell me that you you haven't picked three of the uh, best uh, right backs in the world according to everyone um, else? No, no. Um, my right back conundrum is Reese James is one of the two, and another one who's a guy that may wouldn't be considered on the level of these three guys another English guy uh, Max Ahrens playing for Norwich well I love I love Max Ahrens I love, I love Max Ahrens the, but f- the, the fact is, that Max Ahrens is even rumoured to be going to Bayern yes, terrifies me but the thing is he's not in the Premier League at the minute so I think if I think Reese James now is not better than Juan Bissaka and Trent Alexander-Arnold right I think two years from now he'll be better than them both I just and don't think it's we right we are now. about to get cancelled by Liverpool fans because I'm going to come out and say it. I didn't pick Juan Bissaka or Trent Alexander-Arnold or Reese James. I'm going to say Reese James for the right back. I, I think I think down the line he will be better than he is now. Or Max Aarons. I, I, I know it's not really... It's basically I, uh, a fart session. But yeah. I picked the uh, Mukulele of Orbi Leipzig. Yeah, I disagree. <sighs> He's a centre-back playing right back. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's what makes him good at his position. Uh, he has he's the good, pace. I don't, he has he's the not speed. the standard of any of them lads, no. He, he is look I don't think so he is no. he plays the position fantastically he's another one of these great players who's been moved from their their main position out or in or whatever way and he can play all of it he gives you versatility and he can attack defend well and he has the, the speed to play right back and defend against fast players no <laughs> See, I, I didn't even argue I knew he was going to go no no he's not Right, he's we'll move on. He's, we'll he's move on. We'll move on. We'll move on before we waste an yeah, entire before podcast. Before I can on you again, who are your two centre backs? I think I we. Can't. I think we probably have. I think we have one of the same. I have my one centre back as Ruben Diaz. Yeah, because he's balling at the minute. How could you not put him in there? Well, he was balling before he even came to Man City. Ben, Benfica, he was balling as well, but he's just. Hey, who's your second centre back? Delict. See, you, you, I, I swear, if you kept it as Uppen Mancano, I'm going to slap you. It is Uppen Mancano. But he's not that good. He's so overrated. He's not overrated. He is a world-class centre-back who's only no, going to get better now. The fact that Bayern have Not better than them Nope. Not hope. He won't be. No. I think Oh, he's, oh, he's fast. Ooh. 
It's not that he's fast. He, that, but that's that's what you need these days. Is a fucking fast centre back. Oh, I like I liked Ruben Diaz and Delict together. I like I think that's better. I think it's a good defence, but I also agree that Ufa Mancano and Diaz is a great defence. Are you American defence? Jesus Christ, Ben. Come on. Defence, man. Come on. Don't put Mancano um, over Matthias. If you picked him over Ruben Diaz, I wouldn't have been as pissed off. But over Delict, are you fucking mad? Yeah, yeah I, I get it. You there shit at the minute because Delict's <laughs> basically just, yeah, I'm Ronaldo and the team's all about me. And our manager is Pirlo, who's never, isn't it Pirlo still? It's still Pirlo. He hasn't been fired yeah. yet. Yeah, he's been fired, yeah. Um, and I'm Pirlo, and I've only managed once. <laughs> um, it's just, I mean, I, I think two years... Look, you're the Lick makes, five it, into years my, the lick makes it into my B team, right? The Lick we'll makes it into the B team. We'll fucking get there. Right. Now, I think our formations might slightly differ when we go I went here. for a, like a 4-2-2-2, two, 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 but as well, like wide attacking mids. Yeah, I think mine is of a similar nature. I have two centre mids, or sort of holding players, almost. Yeah. Uh, um, Rodri. Yeah, like, um, same thing with me. I just think... Yeah. Look, he was 24, was a, by the way. I thought he was older. There's a lot of questions. A lot of questions were asked after last year about his ability um, and the big price tag he had. But good. He's answered. God, is he been good this year. Yeah. And it doesn't... This is another thing. His versatility. City's had some injuries. He was playing well with De Bruyne. And now uh, he's playing well with Bruyne, Gundogan. Uh, Jesus, De Bruyne. Fucking hell. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Uh, right, who did you have alongside him? I don't know whether people are going to give me shit with this one or not. But, uh, Phil right, Foden. Frankie. Phil Foden. Yeah. So you're playing it. I, for me, it's... For me, it's... um. It's, it's obviously the fourth back and then they have two central midfielders a cam and then I went with a left forward right forward centre forward up front and you went with a, what was it fourth I went back like CDM a kind of more a CDM a holder more of a holding midfielder a kind of attacking central midfielder mm-hmm. and then just like a left attacking mid wide player and a right attacking mid wide player and then two strikers I, I went with more of a I have Frankie and Rodri just sitting kind of in the middle you know, you know, oh, Frankie the Frankie. Yeah, you know I'm big on Frankie. Frankie, I'm I'm big on Frankie as well, but I just think, well, Phil Foden's my cam. Yeah, because he's just like when you're 20 years of age, is he st- he's still 20, isn't he? I think he's still 20. Yeah, um, 20. And you're breaking into the Man City team and making it look easy. I mean, like Jesus. Yeah, it's pretty. He's like, he's he's England's best player. Yeah, I think I think him and Saka are going to be the most important players for England at the Euro this year. Because the two of them are just disgustingly good. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, so I'll list off my speaking of England. Um, my left, my wide, my two wide players are mm-hmm. Rashford and Jaden Sancho. <laughs> Sorry, I coughed. At which one, the Rashford one or the Jaden Sancho? One? Rashford one. Why? He's good. I, I oh, don't get me wrong. I think Rashford's a brilliant player. He, may, he nearly made it into my B team, but I think Rashford out wide. <sighs> Is better. I don't think he's a striker. He's he's too greedy. That's that's one thing, in my opinion. I think he's too greedy. I think actually he's too greedy when he plays striker. But I think when 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 Oli plays him, when Oli plays him at the wide positions, I feel like he's better. He gets more assists. He's more involved. I find when he's playing more centrally at the striker role, he just always wants to take on the defense. Whereas when he's out wide, he's willing to mix in with everyone. So I think in this team, you've got Rodri behind you. You've got Sancho across from you, and then you got Phil Foden in the middle. 
Yeah. Make him runs, he's going to bang in goals and get assists, man. Yeah, so those are your two wingers. Yeah, so then list off me your left forward and your right forward. Uh, right forward, Kylian Mbappe. It's not even a question, is it? Yeah, of course not. And uh, left forward, Jay Felix. Yeah, I agree Which, with that. And maybe he's not quite as good as his 127 million price tag as of yet. As maybe of yet. not. But I think he'll get there at the age of 20. Like he's he's getting yeah. there. And then my my two strikers are Kylian Mbappe and Erling Holland. Yeah. Uh, no debate in any of that. No, no, anyone, tries tell me, Thailand, so. <laughs> anyone tries to tell me the two of them are not the two best attackers. When we get to the B team, when there's going to be a lot of screaming and shouting, and you're fucking stupid. No, you're fucking stupid. Well, I know for a fact. So, anyway, I went for... Goals. I went, I went for a 3-4-1-2. Yeah, you went for a weird one. I went for uh, basically the same 4-2-1-3. But my I think another one with uh, Reese James and Alfonso Davies, yeah they're fast but in my mind they're more I think they're still more fullbacks they're, they, they, they have the speed to be a wingback but they're fullbacks yeah. yeah but they're willing to defend in this one I went for a left wingback and a right wingback so in goals I, I for, think <laughs> I went for a left mid and a right mid who can do everything so kind yeah. of almost like wingbacks but more attacking with the ability to come back um, um, I'll start with goalkeeper yeah. I think we're both going to mm-hmm. agree that it's 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 Dino, big Dino. Yeah, and that's I think that's mainly based off of the his year at Sheffield United, and the previous year, of course, when he was just an absolute monster on goals, and now he's As basically riding this, this, his coattails. Yeah, but he, when he when he's been thrown out though, Good. the same kind of thing as United just need to have the best backup goalkeepers every year. Like it's the same thing now. Obviously, Romero. Think it's time for the hay to go. Yeah. Dean Henderson's heading into his if you tell me that, if you tell me that if we don't start Dean Henderson next year we lose him get rid of Dea as much yeah, it as it more pains sense. me it's time to let him go as much as it pains me to let him go because I love him we cannot afford to lose a guy like Dean Henderson a homegrown talent yeah, who has I don't clearly think... proven he can perform I think he's had one or two bad games this season when he's played for his but you know my United have had plenty of bad games this year so yeah <laughs> in general um, my three centre backs are Delict, mm-hmm. Kunde, yeah, and Villarreal's Pau Torres. Really? Who's still only twenty four? Twenty four, and he's. I mean, he might not be as well known. I think in in the, uh, in. He might not be as well known as the likes of obviously in Spain. He's well known. I mean, he's very good. Um, yeah, for me. Um, I went with I went with uh, Kunde as well because you know he's probably gonna make a giant move this summer somewhere. Well, if he's playing and, like um, he is for Sevilla in the big games, then yeah, probably. Yeah, and then I went for a bit of a different one. I went with uh, Alessandro Bastoni, Inter Milan centre back, who I'm very big on. Um, I'd, I'd I'd be willing to bet he could be one of the best in about five years' time. I mean, he just remi- he reminds me of a sort of Chiellini type type deal. He does. He does give me that kind of. That Gives me that vibe. We're just gonna sit. He's just gonna sit in the Milan's centre back spot for a good decade and just chill. <laughs> yeah. And then for my wing backs, I went to obviously. I think yes, Trent Alexander Arnold makes so many fucking mistakes and he loses the ball so much. But that one pass a game where he whips it halfway across the pitch right into someone's foot and it's a goal makes him worth. It. And he's still what twenty three. Yeah. 
I mean, like, and I, I think the older he gets, Actually, he still needs to. Twenty-two. Jesus Christ! Like, he still needs to get better, like at defending. And obviously, I think everyone talks about who loses the ball. But if you're a playmaker, that's what happens. Yeah, but obviously, he's not like you know Bruno Fernandez loses the ball constantly. But he's mixed. He's the reason Man United are second. Yeah. Without Bruno, he's probably down to like tenth. I'm not even joking. Oh, probably. I'm, I yeah, and I mean, yeah. So I have Trent Alexander Arnold, a right wing back, and then left wing back. Because I didn't play any left mids in any of my formations, I went with um, Saka. Like, how could you know? Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about a ta- I just a absolute workhorse. Like, holy fuck! And he's just yeah, been he so. Just does it all, he man. just he just he puts everyone on the plate for like the likes of Aubameyang and Lacazette and Pepe. He's just, I think he's best in left mid, where he's just able to sort of roam back and forth constantly. But um. Another thing which we will get to, which is another scenario that we're doing later, is um, in the England setup, he's not going to be a left mid because they don't play left mids in right mid. They play wingers. Um, and I'll obviously just get to it. I think if he's going to get picked for the England squad, he's going to be picked as a left back. He won't be picked as a winger. Which I think is a waste um, of his talent. Which is a waste of his talent. But that's that's how, because Gareth gets an absolute nonce. And that's what he's going to do. Because, I, I, I mean, can England just get a smart manager? <laughs> for fuck's sake. Well, look, we'll move on to that now. Well, no, we'll, yeah, after this, we'll get to that. Um, um, I'll give yeah, mine. So Saka and Trent are my wingbacks. So, yeah, so moving on there to my four-man midfield, and I, I, I'm I, just going to say it now. People have probably realised the fact I didn't pick a right-back. I have not included Trent Alexander-Arnold, <laughs> which I, look, I don't pick him over the same reasons you, you said that, look, he's, I just don't like how much he loses the ball. And it's the same kind of Wambasaka. Like I, I just don't like my fullbacks who are going to attack that much and defend to be able to lose the ball that much. I just don't like it. It's the modern game, though, Ben. It's the modern game, but I've played the player who I know loses the ball less and does more attacking and defending, and it's going to shock people. He is also English. Um, so with left mid, I've picked Saka obviously as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a midfield duo of Valverde and De Jong yeah amazing like imagine having that midfield you'd be in dreamland yeah dreamland and at right mid shockingly enough I have gone to Brighton Lamptey and, and pricked Tariq Lamptey yeah a Chelsea fan's bigged him up is he he's, is he permanently Brighton now or what's the story I, there I don't is he on loan is he on loan I think he has to be on loan Chelsea wouldn't sell him but then again this old they let Declan Rice walk <laughs> for nothing uh, yeah he's Brighton now yeah I was thinking that they made that move permanent which looks like a mad deal because that's mad the way like, Grant, the way sure there's Potter, buyback in that there probably is the way Potter kind of lets him Potter lets him roam to be honest he lets him do what he wants or he wants to play right back right mid right wing move it centrally he's a great player I love him oh they got him for dirt cheap Oh, it was a it was a tiny transfer, wasn't it? Three million. Yeah, no. There's definitely an option to buy back that there. That is. That is embarrassing. I don't know. A mate of mine who is big Chelsea. I mean, like, and I said, like, he was so big on Tyreek Lamptey being the next best thing in England, and they've sold him. But then again, he was also massive on Reese James. So I mean, I can see that. Yeah, Lamp Lamp. And James, it's mad that they had that many. What's up with England having like six world class talent right backs? It's it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty. And mad. Kyle Walker is not one of them. 
No. Um, I'm to put that out there. <laughs> who, so what was your midfield on your B team? Uh, I went with Federico Valverde. And, yeah. uh, Valverde, whatever. And a guy you know that I've been obsessed with since he was at Anderlecht for many years, uh, Yuri Tielemans. Scored, he's, just, earlier, scored a great uh, he's just the best he's just an all-round midfielder it's what you want sitting in the middle yeah he's a great um, midfielder i mean there was a lot of other guys i could have taken obviously and i mean that's obviously we're gonna obviously put this out there this type of concept i'm sure people have done it before but we're always interested to see what people have to say and there's i mean there's so many options you could have gone with for this like um Declan rice is another one who's just um, i suppose oh yeah and then i went i, I can i went with james madison who's still 24 yeah pretty crazy yeah I mean he's just a playmaker James Madison does um, what he wants I went with obviously my 3-4-1-2 so I went with an attacking midfield and then two strikers mm-hmm. Um, as much stick as he's getting this year I had to put Kai Havertz in there yeah he gets, he's 21 look he's 21 he's not having the best seasons he's still trying to work things out with Tuchel but I think when he gets in there and he gets firing on all cylinders, like people will genuinely forget the bad games that he's had. I'm in full agreement. I just I, for me right now, I like James Madison more. Yeah, I know. Since the signing from Norwich, I've been a really big fan of him. Um, I do think Kai Havertz will probably outshine him, and it'll be Foden and Havertz for a long time scrapping with each other. Yeah. In the prem, but um, yeah, no, I would agree. Which we've loved him since he was at Leverkusen. You and I, I love the Leverkusen boys. That sounds even more like an maybe, innuendo. But, maybe one um, day he'll be replaced by. Florian I mean, uh, Florian Wirtz again a 17 year old is currently valued at like what 35 million which yeah. is fucking ridiculous I mean um, he's just basically to put it to simply to you they got rid of Havertz and they just found the one casually in their youth team just so basically there. went Havertz is gone what about this 17 year old oh yes old? this one the carbon copy coming out of our labs yeah um, I mean yeah uh, and with my two strikers I went for Joe Felix mm. and the, the powerhouse of Italian football with Lukaku Latoro Martinez the man, the man I found many moons ago on football manager and said he's going to be the best and now look at him <laughs> yeah he is he's just he's terrifying surely he's oh, just he's, I, he's just a little monster he's surely crazy. coming up against him is just not pleasing yeah and I mean with, Luke, with a big guy Luke Lukaku to bounce off of I imagine it's just that's why they're banging in goals and Lukaku's getting so many goals and he's getting a lot of other ones as well himself um, for me I also went with Latoro with striker but um, I went for wingers this time instead of left forward right forward now this one might piss off some people. I went with Kingsley Coleman, uh, uh, Coleman uh, at left wing. Crazy, um, he's still twenty four. He's still twenty four, which is fucking ridiculous. And the other one, which is a guy I've been big on since he was at Dortmund, is Christian Pulisic. Man, <laughs> that's yeah, a Pulisic terrible Mian. American accent. No, it's just it's a, it's a joke among, amongst the boys. It's um, yeah. Every time every time anyone says Christian Pulisic, it's Christian Pulisic. Man. Yeah, Chris Pulisic is just Christian Pulisic, man. And you, you know what I've just realised as well. Did we just leave that Mason Mount? Yeah, um, I was going to bring that up. He will be discussed in our scenario. Um, again, Mason Mount is another guy I'm really pissed off to leave out. It's so hard to do this. Um, yeah, to be honest, no matter what you do, there's no way you can. No. I mean, but Mason Mount, again, you have to wonder what's the story going to be when Havertz is, if he gets into full swing, what's going to be the story there? How are they going to play two playmakers? I don't really know. Like it's it's It seems like a mistake to me. No, not a mistake bringing in Havertz, but clearly Lampard preferred Mount and gave Mount lots of playing time, and then Mount's playing so well that he's basically undroppable. 
Yeah, and Tuchel sends everything through Mount. That was the one thing I noticed with the Atletico Madrid game was you could hear him screaming, give it to Mason. Yeah. Like constantly. And I was like, if you've that much confidence in a 22-year-old, I mean, then again, you could have a two-man cam, honestly, and have Kante sit behind them. Yeah. I mean, it could work. It could, but I mean, obviously, Tuchel is a bit of a mad genius of sorts, but I mean, it's so difficult to leave anybody out. Um, That's yeah, but I'm I'm big enough. Polish man. That's our. They are our combined. Yeah. So two eleven. Then we will. I am going to try some opinions. I am going to try and like edit some pictures not of like of a starting eleven. We'll put it out on Twitter and everything, and you guys can have your debate and probably shit on me for picking Lamptey over Trent Alexander Arnold, but. I stand I by my decision. You get a shit on as much as you think. The Liverpool fans might be a bit unhappy with you. Yeah, well. But, um, but yeah, we're going to move over now to once again. I'm going to yeah. put Colin in a. I was given a scenario position. six hours before the podcast, and I was told, "Figure it out, mate." I have to give you no time at all. So let's let's move on over there's, to that. I'll just explain it to you, man. On this page of all the players, there's about seven lines for different names. Um. So yeah, much like last week, where I told Colin he was now the Barcelona president. Um, I've decided that uh, I've I am the English FA and I have fired Gareth Southgate and I've decided to give it to a twenty something year old crazy man I'm who's 20. willing to take this job before the Euros because he's going to piss off a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's the fact that it's only twenty three man squads for the European Championships is ridiculously stupid. I'm not how, give you, I'm not giving how, you any time here. To explain this, I'm just no. Gonna start. You're just making me. I'm just gonna make you. I'm gonna attack. I'm listing the squad and I'm at the list. The starting eleven as well. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. Oh, I'm shit. gonna. I'm gonna ask you to list off your whole squad, please. Uh, so obviously and I want no have, questions or no yeah, tell me okay. why you pick them. Just give me the give me the squad. Uh, so you have to bring three goalkeepers. Um, I've gone with Nick Pope, Henderson, Pickford. Uh, centre backs. Um, absolutely dog shit choices here. Um, Maguire, Stones, <laughs> Tarkowski, <laughs> and Tyrone Mings. Um, fullbacks, I've gone with Wan-Bissaka, Trent Alexander Arnold, Ben Chilwell, uh, Saka, Luke Shaw is one who I thought maybe would get in there, but we'll talk about that. Uh, midfielders, I've gone with Phil Foden, James Ward Prowse, Jordan Henderson, Declan Rice, Mason Mount, James Madison. And forward slash wingers, I've gone with Sterling, Grealish, Sancho, Kane, Dominic Calvert Loon, and Marcus Rashford. Uh, list off your strikers is, there again, please. Uh, it's, it's strikers and wingers. Get that right. L- list that um, off, please. Sterling, Grealish, Sancho, Kane, Dominic, Calvert-Lewin, okay. and Rashford. I, I thought I didn't hear Kane the first time, and I was like, "This man is." How, how, how would you get the captain? <laughs> I was like, "This man is about to get us cancelled by the entire country of England." Yeah, I mean, um, I decided to become a mad scientist with the starting eleven. Okay. Uh, Maguire and Stones in centre back. Nick Pope and goal behind them. You're gonna start uh, Pope. Over Pickford? <laughs> you mad? Yes. I, I totally agree with the situation, but I think I don't think Pope started. What, you, think, you think you think I'm gonna oh, yeah, this is me. Not Pickford. This isn't this isn't Carrot Southgate, it's fucking me. It's only because he left Sunderland. Don't you dare bring that up. <laughs> Definitely haven't left Henderson out of the starting lineup as well. No, well, Henderson's <laughs> Henderson's not getting in because he's injured, I'm pretty sure. Is he oh he is injured, isn't he? I don't I think What oh, does that mean he's out of the squad? I do believe he's going to be out of the squad. Then Luke Shaw will get in instead of him. I'd like to think so. Yeah. Um, so I've gone with wing backs. I've gone with Trent Alexander Arnold and Saka. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, Ben Chilwell, close, but um, no scare. No. Um, then I've gone with Declan Rice sitting in front of the defence. Basically, this is some Bielsa madness stuff, and then I have Mount and Madison. No, I don't. I have um, yeah. This was really tough because for the I have a two cams sitting up ahead of them. Um, I'm just yeah, and Madison Foden and Mount is a really tough one. Yeah. Um, because they're all playing really good. Uh, in the end, I think I ended up going with Madison and Foden. Mount could still get in there if obviously redoing this at the end of the year, and then. The funny realisation is that none of those forwards I picked were right-wingers, and there isn't really any good right-wingers. Um, so I went with Sterling on the left and Sancho on the right. Well, which Sancho plays right. Yeah, oh yeah, but, he's, he, but there. Technically, he's listed as a left-winger, I'm pretty sure, which is weird. Um, oh, he's a right... Yeah, no, I think I wanted... To, no, sorry, let me rephrase that. That was wrong. I wanted to put like probably Rashford or Grealish on the wing, but I decided to go with Sancho because he's the only right right sided yeah. and can you really can you really leave Sancho out of your start 11 for possibly Grealish or Rashford yeah you could you know because either the United fans would riot or um, well, well, I argue you can't or Irish so we can't start Grealish or he can't drop oh, <laughs> <laughs> well you definitely can't drop Sterling at the way he's playing no because he's playing that one and then Kane a striker obviously and then the bench is pretty obvious um, yeah. I think Dominic Calvert-Lewin probably deserves to start a game or so over That's so I'm going to go I'll go through a team now um, I agree with Pope. I think he's, I think he's the best, the the best English goalkeeper out there currently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if Dino was getting more time, I'd probably, probably get Dino. him there. But no. Um, Trent obviously has to start. Yeah. Although Reece James, you know, didn't make my team. He's not yeah. good enough yet. I don't. Think not good enough yet. Chelsea fans love him. World Cup. I think. I think World Cup's gonna be a bigger problem than Southgate last that long. He has to get to the semi-finals with that team. Yeah. He has to. Um, so I agree with Trent. And look, if you're not going to be playing Saka on the left, in uh, on the, the left mid position, and you're not going to change your formation. Wing back is the best. You're yeah, get wing back is the best shout. Let him, he, that's where he started with Arsenal, I'm pretty sure. Yes. He did start left wing back and everyone kind of went, who is this guy? Um, Maguire and Sto- Stones is obviously undroppable. Yeah. And I'm sorry, there. like, there were so many options. There are guys I brought in were... Um, Tarkovsky or Tarkovsky can never see his name I, I really um, like Tarkovsky I do as well and Tyrone Mings is the other guy and Mings is part of a good Aston Villa team um, the other two I've... main options that everyone seems to think are going to get in are Michael Keane and Eric Dyer uh, I ben don't, I don't a, trust Ben White's Keane a good enough. shout as well from Brighton. Ben White's a good shout but he's probably not good enough to get in over most of those no. guys I looked at Ben White he was one of the ones I considered but um, uh, Michael Keane for me he's just uh, meh but uh, I think do you think Mings uh, are on better teams do you think that Stones is going to make Maguire look better? That's the thing, because it's like the, the Lindelof uh, by complexual thing, or it's complexual. What the fuck am I talking about? G- complex. It's like if, they, if Eric Bailly plays alongside Maguire, they tend to do better because he's able to cover from Maguire being a big, slow fridge. Um, the thing about Maguire is he's sort of the old guard of a centre-back where he's just big and tall and slow. And in modern Clear times, he needs to be man. like he's so like, good to have. On that's the thing. I think Maguire is. I think one friend of mine in my ninety five point said to me, and he made a good point, and I looked it up, and actually made perfect sense. Because Maguire has four, three, four really good games, solid, doesn't make a mistake. Then he makes one absolutely ridiculously stupid mistake, and all of a sudden it's Maguire's fucking shit. Eighty million. Oh, he's terrible. 
and that's not me cursing on quoting people okay let me don't demonetize let me, make, me. let me make a point to this right I think English players are over scrutinised to bits like severely oh, of course it's you tell me right it's the Manchester derby instead of Tottenham versus Man City a few weeks ago you're telling me if Harry Maguire if Gundogan does to Harry Maguire what he did to Davis and Sanchez that man's career is over oh, we never hear the end of it Maguire's career is over if Gundogan does that to him but it's forgotten right. about already that Sanchez goal everyone yeah. got a week did the gifts I haven't forgotten about it I haven't forgotten about it it's the I, I like to bring up that gif every now and then and just feel happiness in my life but I'm telling you now if that had happened to Maguire good god that would never have been forgotten never hear the end of it ever but uh, yeah I think you have to start Maguire um, Declan Rice yeah. yeah he's also a leader he's balling out um, the problem with England is that they have too many attacking midfielders so I can't I can't even argue with your your Madison and Foden they're two good hard workers and again so is Mason mm-hmm. Mount so I feel like it works but are they going to get caught out being up front who knows we'll have to wait and see what happens honourable um, mention James Ward-Prowse James Ward-Prowse is very good and I very, think he's very good midfielder team. he could be he's had a good season for Southampton could be I think he should be I don't I don't think it's a could be I think he should be um, most definitely as I said before at the start Raheem Sterling is undroppable at the minute basically anyone that plays for Man City and international teams is undroppable yeah I just realised as well Portugal get to have Portugal get to have Joe Cancelo and Ruben Diaz playing together for their Euro squad yeah good who, who God. plays beside Ruben Diaz oh. little thought for you there who does play beside Ruben Diaz oh yeah <laughs> we'll who's the other Portuguese player mm, we'll just we'll keep, we'll leave that with you <laughs> that's gonna annoy me now no we can't continue if you tell me yeah. we've also got Joe Felix and Bruno Fernandes up front God I just realised how good the Portugal team is up, yeah Oh, God, um, no, I'm, 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 I'm digressing. Yeah, I'm digressing. Um, Sancho, if we had done this maybe like two, three months ago, I would have said I thought he was yes. looking bad. But good God, since they've come back from the Christmas break, this man looks like an entirely different player. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> I just realised the left back is as well Portugal. <laughs> Oh my god I'm sorry to keep you interrupting but I Ruben. just oh my god that team's so winning the Euros yeah I'm pretty sure it's, that'll be consecutive Euros for a month yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It would be yeah it would be. I think they're I think they're going to have to win the Euros over France sorry back to the point my apologies again um, as I said Sancho yeah again, of course a player of two halves he had a terrible first half but I think that was down to the whole United rumours thing I just think he was a bit peeved off maybe I don't know who knows no, he's going to end up moving then. Come on. He's, go- he's, gonna, he's gonna move end this yeah, season I think, yeah, I think and so. after the Euros but uh, if, if he I hasn't if he hasn't if I was United Euros. if I was United I would get the deal done immediately but is he is he worth that that money though I don't but think Dortmund so Dortmund need money Dortmund how, have, how much money would you pay for, for Sancho right now probably 80-90 mm, yeah I suppose I, I couldn't I couldn't go over 90 for him I'm not willing. To, I'm not willing market. to go. I'm not willing to go back to that number of like 120 that they want in the summer. Oh, ridiculous! That's no, so stupid. I'm not willing to go back to that number. No, you couldn't. Um, your striker, Harry Kane. Yeah. Now look. If I was, if I'm a Spurs, like the man. 
if I'm a Spurs fan, right, I would Rick. not want Harry Kane to go to the Euros. That's a good point, actually. Because yeah. how many more seasons can this guy do this where he's playing he's playing every game of the Premier League, every game of the FA Cup, every game of the Carabao Cup, every game of the Europa League? How much longer can this man's body, which is already made of glass, yeah, it's, it's gonna, like. But you, what I'm telling you now, so he's gone all of all the competitions last year. A few month break, straight back into this season where he's played, like, Carabao Cup. He's played FA Cup. He's played Prem. He's played, the fucking Europa League, and then he's gonna get what, a month, off, and then go straight in to play the Euros, and then get yeah. a month and a half, two months off, and then come straight back for the Prem season. If I'm if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm I'm hoping for some reason he doesn't go to the Euros. Well, yeah, I mean, because as good as Son is, everything in that team goes through Kane. Of we've, course, and we've yeah. seen them struggle without Kane consistently. Yeah, I mean it's. And look, if you have to replace Kane, if Kane does get injured at the Euros, try at least try Paris. <laughs> yeah, he's not ready yet. No. Um. You never at know. At least, at least, if Kane goes dead injured, they have Dominic Calvert-Lewin, even Rashford, if you have to. You know, guy like uh, even yeah, Rashford. Yeah, I kind yeah. of forgot about Rashford. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with that whole starting eleven. But if I'm out of them all, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't change anything. I would just for Spurs fans, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're hoping that uh, Kane somehow doesn't kill himself. Yeah, I he's mean, just gonna, he's just running himself into the ground, himself man. Into the ground, yeah. He's just, he's just, his body's just, it's just gonna, it's just, you know what it reminds you? It just reminds you of, I know Kane's a lot older, but Kane's, okay, I said a lot older, he's 27. It just kind of reminds me of you, obviously, wouldn't have seen it as much, but Michael Owen. Oh, God, yeah. It's just like, Michael Owen played so many games, but he was so good. And the things he did when he was a youngster, like, I know Kane started a bit later, and it's only been like the last six seven seasons where Kane's been like the Kane we know but that's just what happened with Mike Lowen he just played so many games so many injuries like <sighs> Kane's one more bad ankle injury away from just losing all mobility yeah essentially he becomes Mike Lowen yeah it's, it's just it's a worry now and as good as he is and like if anyone's gonna break honestly if anyone's gonna break any sort of like English goal scoring records or Tottenham records or win, win, win. Premier League records for goals it's Kane yeah he's probably the only one he's probably the only one that's gonna it, it, it's Shearer is the top Premier League goal scorer ever isn't it yes or do they, I think then right is it Wayne Rooney no, I thought I thought Rooney was the highest goal uh, highest for England and United I don't know if he got the Prem um, I'm not entirely sure I think I don't I don't know if he ever reached Shearer. I mean Shearer was in the Premier League for so so long. I mean, there's no way that anybody got there. I mean I think I think Rooney got really got close. I'm pretty sure Rooney was close, but yeah, he got close. There we go. Late. Alan Shearer two sixty. Wayne Rooney two oh eight. Yeah, see look at that. and Wayne Rooney was like Wayne Rooney's had like 30, 40 goals going years and he's still nowhere close to Shearer. Oh look at Jermaine Defoe there with the one six two. Woo! Where's Kane in that list now? Oh god. Um tell you now. 
Garrett, I, I don't. I, it's it's mad to believe that Garrett Barry is the most Premier League appearances ever. But he never left. He never left the Prem. Six hundred and fifty-three. Yeah, he never left the Prem, and he just continuously played. He was just a good, consistent player to have. Harry Kane is ninth with one hundred and fifty-seven. He is five goals off Jermaine Defoe in eighth with one six two. And Robbie Fowler is one ahead after that. I think if Kane continues to be healthy, he he'll catch that. But he, he only passed, he's only passed Michael Owen recently. Yeah, but no, yeah. So no, that's has 111 assists in the Premier League. That's second. That's a, it's a good team you have there, Colin. Congratulations on getting that built out of madness in the space was, of six hours. Honestly, it was it was generally me just giving out to myself like you cannot do this properly, can you? Um. So yeah, we're gonna move over now to what we usually finish with some. Or no, or Colin, where we're going to discuss the Neymar effect. Right, so I'm gonna hand it over to Colin there to lead the the last bit for his or and or, and yeah, this one's entitled um, the Neymar effect. effect. Yes. Now it's uh, I went into it thinking it would be a much more strenuous, long, drawn out uh, research, but actually, it really is a simplistic thing to explain. It's not very complicated. Um, basically, uh, at the start of the seventeen eighteen season, Neymar was bought by PSG out of Barcelona for two hundred twenty million, which was a release clause at the time. And just to give you a little context, um. The reason Neymar wanted to leave is, do you remember, Ben, that um, legendary comeback Barcelona made against PSG? Yes. And those last three goals when Neymar scored two of them and he assisted the Sergio Roberto goal? Yes. He made those three great plays, helped them win. Who got the credit? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Messi, wasn't it? Messi. Uh, Messi, the great comeback leader, wasn't. It was Neymar. And apparently that pissed him right off. He was not happy about it. And he said... The only, and he wasn't mad at Messi or anything. It was more the fact that he needed to go to a club where, you know, Ronaldo had Real Madrid, Messi had Barcelona, Neymar has PSG. Yeah. That was the thought. Obviously, Barcelona didn't want to sell him. They wanted nothing to do with him. But, you know, with um, PSG and their sweet, sweet Qatari money, um, that's sweet, sweet money that's also built all those stadiums at the World Cup and bribed Sepp Blatter. Yeah. What wonderful people. That those bribe that's just honestly it's ridiculous sometimes. But anyway, we'll get political. Um, so basically, he made the move, and this caused a particular. Now I obviously had to look around, and the Athletic and Tifo, to which is the Tifo was basically the Athletic did the same thing. Um, they had a great video on it. There's a bunch of other articles I read about it, and it seems to be a common thread of the same domino effect that occurred, which is when Neymar was bought for all that money. Barcelona basically had a panic attack and started being like, oh, we need to bring in these players to get, you know, because as I stated in a previous podcast, Danielle, this is the club is like prostitution. It's products, not players. Um, they were sticking to that and they thought, oh, we'll bring in his man in Bele from Borussia Dortmund for 145 million because he's this pacey, skillful winger. He's great on the ball. And they thought, yeah, oh, we'll bring in Philip Coutinho as well from Liverpool. Liverpool fans hate him for it. But in reality, Philip Coutinho leaving Liverpool was the best thing for Liverpool to win the league. Which is crazy. Which is, which is mad to think, because I remember at the time Liverpool fans were like, oh, Trey Ratchet, it's all this. And it was... It's funny, because they bought Ismail Dembele and Coutinho both for 100 and... 
I think Coutinho was 145 uh, million and Dembele was 140 million. Yeah. And <laughs> if you look at them now, as man Dembele is injured and inconsistent. And the, what is it, what you said last week, what is it? They can't play Coutinho seven I think more it's, times. I think it's if they play Coutinho like in another seven games, they have to fork out more money to Liverpool. I think it's I think it's something like forty million, man. I think it's, I think it, I, I think it can go up. I know I think it can go up to one hundred eighty. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's just it's just mad yeah, to think. Yeah, yeah when they agreed in this deal, it was it, they thought they were gonna get a lot of stuff, but no. No, in the end. So with that money, now a quick Dortmund got a lot of really good players with that money, like the likes of Sancho and so forth. But that's only minor because if you look at Dortmund now, they haven't since Klopp left. They haven't really been able to achieve what they wanted to. Um, but <laughs> Liverpool, on the other hand, San Coutinho, with that money, obviously, obviously when Coutinho was leaving, they had already agreed for Van Dijk, which was eighty five, eighty six million pounds at the yeah. time. So and he's obviously you know unfortunately injured at the minute, but for them winning the league last year, he was instrumental. And um, they also used that money. So the Van Dijk was sort of half the fees for Van Dijk were used um, from Coutinho. And um, the other, they used the rest of that money to buy Alison Becker. Um, obviously, one of the best goalkeepers in the world. Unfortunately, lost his father recently. You know, obviously, it's unfortunate. But, you know, um, just might as well gloss over that. And then they also used that to buy... Um, it's a fellow Brazilian in Fabinho from Monaco. And Fabinho probably was sort of the silent hero of that team. I mm. mean, just tackle machine. And he just, you know, so with Coutinho leaving for that ridiculous money, because Neymar moved to PSG, this knocked a domino effect, meaning that Barcelona were millions and millions of pounds and euros or whatever, or Catalan money, whatever they like to have. Um they're a mess now and Liverpool got their first league title obviously Liverpool aren't going great at the minute because of injuries um, but yeah so basically Coutinho leaving turns out was the best thing for Liverpool and that's why they have a league title now after 30 years of trying um, but there's, an, oh, there's, there's another like there's another thing that like I've noticed I don't know if you noticed when you're doing it like that's that's obviously Neymar moving changed a lot of things changed the whole landscape really of football with all the transfers that f- ensued after it, and obviously the current market, like I don't know, did you look at it? The like the the transfers before Neymar and after Neymar. Yes, this is one thing I looked at. Um, obviously the befores, it's not really worth talking about because it's basically like Higuain, which is a funny one, um, because he's not really what he was at the time. Um, Ronaldo, previously Neymar as a Dan, but these are all within the range of. You know, they're all below 100, isn't it? 90 million below 100. Yeah, Garrett Bale was the most expensive before that, wasn't he? Yeah, and then Pogba broke the record, which was what 90, 90 million, something over 90 million million euros, something like that. Yeah, and so, but I wasn't really as interested in in prior to that because I knew everything was below Pogba, which was 90, 91, 92 million. But looking at since then, I went to the top 10 transfers since, since, since Neymar left the start of the 17 18 season. And some of these transfers are um, a little bit rough to look at. And um, obviously the, the highest one is tied at the top. And it's Kylian Mbappe for £145 million, which looks to have been worth worth the money. 
is it though? It's 145 million, man. Yeah, but look what he's done for PSG. It's not just I Neymar anymore. It's Neymar and Mbappe. Which is why it could be interesting to talk about. What if Messi splits, goes wherever he wants, Barcelona suddenly need someone to come back and be the face of Barcelona? But they can't afford Neymar. Uh, but, uh, no, 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 no. See, it's never, that, it's never as simple as, oh, can't afford him. Come on, like it's there's always little nags here and there. So Neymar owns PSG basically. <laughs> he exactly. has control of what they do at the club, right? And um, and it depends if Mbappe intends to leave to like the likes of Real Madrid or not. But it's starting to become when you think PSG, you don't think Neymar anymore. You think Mbappe. I I still think because he signed his more contract recently, I still think it's Neymar's team because I can't. We've no, we don't know what Mbappe's gonna do. I think you leave eventually, but I, it's just it's just thought really. To yeah. me, I think we just because a lot of this is is um, obviously you look at the numbers and stuff, but a lot of it's theoretical. It's not like um, God, I sound like an absolute dog saying that loud, but um, it's like it's all, I mean, everything in football is always superstition and predicting and well, anyway, okay, so eighteen nineteen they bought him for one hundred forty five million off Monaco. Um, I, th- I think probably worth it in the end um, I think Coutinho was bought for the same which is a joke <sighs> <That's> just... <laughs> 145 million for a guy you forgot even played football Yeah, which is mad to think about Like I generally forgot he existed for about two years then it's like oh yeah he won the Champions League with Bayern I was like I forgot he was a Bayern <laughs> you know um, Dembele for 140 million is a joke again proving Barcelona couldn't buy they couldn't buy bread if they wanted to They'd probably buy an outdated one if they tried. Um, yeah, it's just. And then the next one, which is an interesting one, I want uh, Jay Felix, one hundred twenty-seven million is the fourth highest since Neymar. Um, worth it now? No, I wouldn't say. I just don't know if I. <sighs> I like. I look at these fees, and it just—it's not that it annoys me. It's just like. Like back when I'm gonna say old when I use this scent, but back when I grew up, as yeah I know makes sense old scent from the eighties there, <laughs> fucking, but like yeah like when Ronaldo moved to Real Madrid for that money like that was unprecedented. Everyone was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, but like I had like view like when I view like big money transfers like I'm talking. You're going and getting the best players yeah, in the world, to. but now, but now you're like, young. You're young and have potential. Let me pay hundreds of I, millions like you, of euros. Like are you trying you. to fucking tell me that Trent Alexander Arnold is worth 110 million right now? No, but no. that's what supposedly he's worth. Yeah, he's valued at 99 million right now, which is <laughs> sorry to Liverpool fans. Yes, he's creative. He probably should be a right mid. Let's be honest here. He's, not, like, a, he's not a great right back. And you're going to tell me that. Mane and Salah are 120 million each at 28. No. Like Salah is a Salah is a is a is he's he's yes he scores good goals. He also dives like you think he swims seriously. Like some of them, some of the dives, Ben. Like I can't look at them. Yeah, like I a can't. guy that he runs alongside him and he just head he just dives head first. Mane, if Mane was younger, I might be able to see it. Maybe maybe the only player, the only player right now. That I feel like, like should be, like if it, it's becoming close to any sort of big money is Erling Haaland, or and Mbappe. Mbappe. 
yeah, they're the only two, two like because they are, as we put it, probably the the next. As I said last week, they're probably the next two generation. The yeah. two, the two next big guys. So they should be worth that money. But the fact that people like De Bruyne, Kane, Salah, Mane, and Neymar are all valued uh, supposedly more than Haaland because, like, I don't know, I don't even know why. I think De Bruyne is though. But then again, you have to bring into the context De Bruyne doesn't have knees. Exactly. He's un, he's unfit. He's injured the whole time. And another the difference is he can miss three months and come back and have four assists in a game because he can. But yeah. again, that's but like, like the it, a lot of sports players obviously before is you can get injured. But he's he's not he's not Michael Owen though, because the difference is Michael Owen came back from those kind of gruesome injuries and he wasn't the same. De Bruyne seems to be the same every time he comes back. I just I'm just not a fan of the money. It's it's you have to if listen obviously we're not really political in this podcast but it's a complete waste of human resources let's be honest yeah one hundred and forty five million for just some young lad who's good at kicking the ball you know obviously I get it it's so much money pumped into it that this is the way it's gonna go but like honestly the next one uh, fifth Antoine Griezmann like that's a joke yeah. one hundred and twenty million never in a million never. years he worked never out. In a mi- he, yes he was brilliant at Lego Madrid unbelievable. What's happened since he's moved to Barcelona? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, so I just made a fart and I took a child because honestly, a child could do better transfer business than fucking Barcelona. Like seriously, it's a joke. It's so bad. Like, and it's it's almost like it affects them. Like seriously, you look at that top the top five. Mbappe is good. Coutinho, Dembele, crap. Joe Felix, he's he's great. He's a great young talent, but is he? He's not worth one hundred twenty five million. He's not. No. And that was from Benfica. And look, Benfica have a really good team now. Yes, Arsenal beat them, of course, but they have they have five or six really good young early twenty guys now because of that. We we'll leave Benfica. You could you could argue because... though. It's sorry, go on, go on ahead. Actually, I said yeah. believe. Like I have I have more questions about Benfica. Another day, I found mm. some stuff, so I don't want to spoil anything for future episodes. Ooh. Okay. But uh, uh, fifth is Ronaldo to Juventus. 117 million for a guy yeah, I'm sorry how, how? So, someone, how please, he, again, someone explained to me how Ronaldo was worth Ronaldo was yeah. more than when he went to Madrid it's because the, the value inflates it's like stock markets it's the same everything inflates and it's just I mean, oh. it's just ridiculous and mon- money controls the just, sport just keep going before uh, I lose my mind 7th Eden Hazard 115 oh, million just we're not at the no, time we're not talking no, about it just at go. the time at the time you would have thought like he was the best player in the Premier League almost every year for like a decade he should have never left he should have just never, never left. left no but, but then he, he, he played all the years at Chelsea he won the league and he's thought oh, what else can I do here and every, everyone thinks of even when they're young boys they think oh you know I'll play here for the rest of my career and then I'll go oh I'll just you know piss off to Real or Barcelona at the end of my career for the shits and giggles to get all the money yeah. And that's what it is. I, I think the less said about Eden Hazard right now, the better. Before I go on a rant. <laughs> it gets worse. Just, just, Number just, eight, Harry Maguire. <laughs> oh, just go, go. 80, Eighty-seven million for a fridge. <sighs> yes, Harry Maguire is a decent. He's a good centre back. He's <sighs> not worth eighty-seven million. So this is what I'm talking about—the inflation. Like you're trying to tell me right now that Maguire's worth more than Van Dyke because we bought him two seasons later. <laughs> Like, ridiculous and Van Dijk is like generally one of the best centre he is the best he's the best I mean right now because he's injured no but 
that's just obvious. Oh no, even injured, he's the best. Look at how they are without him. That's proof of how good Van Dijk is. The fact that proves that you you pull one player out. That's like, honestly, if you pull Messi out of Barcelona a couple of years ago, they probably could have survived. If realistic, uh, just think now. Just think about that actually. If you pull them out when they had Messi, when when they were, had Xavi, the Messi, Iniesta, yeah, Neymar, Suarez, they were fine. Same thing. Same thing with uh, Real Madrid when they had Xavi, Alonso, Ozil. When Mourinho was there and they had that team, you take Ronaldo out of the team, they're fine. You yeah. take, it's like it's again. It's the importance of a goalkeeper and a centre back. This is like every single sport. You get it in American football with offensive linemen. You never you don't know any good offensive linemen. You get it in basketball with a good bench player, a sixth man. You never hear about him. These, it's it's those players that and again obviously that's they're all different types of things but you take out a good centre back in your team and you're screwed. You take Terry out of those Chelsea teams. Yeah. Probably that's the captain. That's your lead. That's the best centre back in the team. He's, it's probably not as good. He's had good partners, but you know he's gone and it's not the same. You take Rain, Wayne Rooney out of those uh, mid two thousands teams. Probably not as good. I mean, there. Then again, it changes. But that's the thing. I think depends on the team it always does yeah. I think and that was the thing that um, another thing that was mentioned when I was looking at the domino effect of you know the reason Liverpool won that league is because they had the great goalkeeper in Asin a great hole in CDM and Fabinho and a great centre-back in Van Dijk Which without those three Mane Salah Firmino, <laughs> Firmino um, and all these other players are not good and honestly I might go far enough to say Jordan Henderson's not this, this is hilarious Jordan Henderson's in nine that team they don't win anything and that's now bear with me on that one right who do you think would have held that team together if he wasn't there well that's the thing that, that's the one that it, credit I give Henderson for I don't he's think a, he's a great captain footballer. and solid he's a leader he's a leader generally like honestly but, uh, I, well, they, they would have probably won the Prem but I see I, I, that's probably a silly statement but like you take him out of that team there's a game somewhere they don't win yeah Somewhere, and that that could be maybe somewhere not the league there. because they were so good over so many games. Champions League, oh whatever, quarterfinal or whatever, you know, Henderson doesn't call someone out for being not out of position or something like that. You know, is Van Dijk gonna do it? Maybe, maybe not. You know, you remember language barriers as well. Yeah. Again, you know, just a point. And then to finish off that list because we're, we're we're running this we're running, podcast. We're running late. Yeah. Uh, Frankie De Jong, eighty-six million, and Matthias Delict, eighty-five million. Look, I mean, th- that's more like money. And for me. one thing that will blow your mind is out of those ten transfer, ten transfers. Um, let me see: one, two, three, four, five, six of them were at, during the nineteen twenty season. And that was yeah. two years, two seasons. No, two seasons. Uh, the season after. Yeah. Season after Neymar, which just yeah. proves the point. It's calmed down a little now, I think. It's not as stupid. Well, not because think, of COVID. Yeah, because of COVID. But you think, like, like, like some of the transfers that have happened are very good. Like, if some very good business that happens. Like, as much as, like, you know, I put him on my team earlier. But Uppermann Cano to Bayern Munich for 40 million euros is a it's piss take. For, for, a, for a decent centre-back. We're not going to start this debate right now. We've already ran too long. <laughs> We've already ran but, too uh, late. Look, that's another good owner segment proves a lot yeah. more but again. Uh, again crazy how one thing changes everything yeah Barcelona falls apart PSG becomes a household team it's not just a joke team anymore that gets old players and Liverpool, Liverpool win the league and Champions the league. league after 30 years of trying you know yeah but uh, yeah that's going to be us again for episode 2 
we haven't failed yet. And you know what, Colin? People were asking for me to actually put in the voice break character. And I don't think your voice broke once this week. Didn't you? I was going to say, I was thinking this after you cut me off in the owner. I was like, wait a minute, my voice isn't broken yet. <laughs> yeah, well, to, yeah, a few people were like, you know, that'd be funny if you added a voice break character. But no. Yeah, well, well fuck all of these. You aren't getting it now. <laughs> you're just going to crumble next week now. Yeah, next week it'll be, hi guys. But uh, uh, well, yeah, look, yeah. Big thank you to anyone that listened to the first episode. Listen to the second one. Keep us going, we, you know. We understand not everybody's obviously, you know, we're not complete idiots. If you didn't like the podcast, you didn't like it. That's how it goes. But uh, to any people who've stuck around for the second episode, we really appreciate it. Uh, anybody who shared us out on any social media, we really appreciate it. Again, we're just two um, dense Irish brothers sitting at our computers, including COVID, talking pure brown. And um, God, that was the most Irish sentence I've said so far during the podcast. Yeah, I know. We, we but, kind of, um, I don't we think do. we ever let anyone know that we were Irish. And no, no right brothers. now. <laughs> but people oh, oh, know, well, no, I think we, I said I said our, both our second names in the first episode. I'm pretty sure oh, well, we put go. that together. <laughs> but anyway, we really appreciate uh, yeah. any support we've gotten so far. Um, and are we going to scrounge off for retweets and post on Instagram? Yes, because we are desperate. Um, but, uh, but we thank will. you very much for listening. Yeah. And we will see you guys again next week.